Hello, hello, it's episode 371. I'm so excited to have you here. My name is Leanne Vogel. I'm a functional blood chemistry specialist, holistic nutritionist, and I blog over at healthfulpursuit.com. If you're new around these parts, welcome. If you are returning, hi, friend. <laughs> We're chatting today with Dr. Anna Kabeka. She's been on the show quite a few times. She's got, she's just triple board certified, and she's in integrative medicine and aging, regenerative medicine. She has special certifications in functional medicine, sexual health, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, and so, 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 so much more. For the past 20 years, she's served 10,000 women in her private practice and millions more through her books, online videos, and articles. She has a new book out called Menu Pause. So smart. Menu Pause. Get it? So good. So good. Gives me a giggle every time I hear it. And Dr. Anna said the same thing. Good show. Plan for you today. We're going to be talking about hormones and inflammation and toxins and how this can relate to our plateaus, hormone disruptors, uh, cleaning up the diet and really what we mean by that. In addition to that, we really get into a couple of nuances, including leptin resistance, how to be satisfied with life, how to approach menopause in a healthy way. And for all those ladies that are about to press pause, who are like in their 20s, 30s, maybe early early 40s and you're like, menopause, this episode is not for me. It's so, so, so important to start thinking about your hormones and just overall health and the key things that are going to throw your hormones off. And I love that people are starting to talk about, in addition to myself, I really didn't think this was a big deal, but how toxins can affect our hormones and hormones don't just go wackadoodle on their own. There's generally a reason why. And so we talk about that today. We talk about rotations of our diet, our lifestyle, our supplements and how to become more resilient. There are a couple of studies and papers that we referenced in today's episode. So I'll be sure to include those in the show notes of today's episode, including a really interesting paper I just read today, actually, on toxins and obesity. It's so good. And then Dr. Anna was talking a lot about carb ups. And if you're not familiar about what that is and how it works, you can head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash carb up, where I put together a free guide. So you can check that out. There's a lot there. So enjoy that. Okay, so without further ado, let's cut over to today's episode. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working as a little thank you for being here today. Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Hey, Dr. Anna, how are you? I am so good, Leanne. So good to see you. Yeah, you too. Hear you. you hear you, see you, same <laughs> thing. We go way, way back. It's so great to catch up. It always is great to have you on the show. I know. I always like feel like I have to follow you around the world. Like, okay, where are you now? What form of transportation are you in? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Where are you? (laughs) Uh, It's like the where's Waldo. That's kind of the plan. (laughs) Where's the end? I'm not sure. You've been on the podcast a couple of times, episode 109 and 128. So guys, if you're listening and you haven't listened to those episodes, feel free to rewind back. And oh, episode 349. So you've been on a couple of times. We love chatting with Dr. Anna. Tell us a little 
little bit about yourself if those people listening haven't listened to those episodes and aren't familiar with your work. Yeah, thank you. I've loved being on. I feel like it is definitely girlfriend conversation time. So we can pretty much talk about anything, can't we? (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) We probably will. (laughs) For sure. So one of the things is that, you know, I trained as in conventional medicine as an OBGYN, but was with an osteopathic medical background. And I'm a specialist in women's health. I trained at Emory University. And then I went on to further specialize in integrative medicine and regenerative medicine. So I'm a big proponent for women aging well, aging gracefully. And that's from a gynecologist perspective. So everything from hormone health to, you know, top to bottom to menopausal health to vaginal health. I mean, it's all about healthy aging and healthy quality of life so that we can live the number of our days with just verve, right? With passion. Yeah, completely. And when we start to talk about aging, I feel like the ladies in the room in their 30s, early 40s are like, blah, blah, blah. I don't really need to care about menopause or care about aging until I experience menopause. Thoughts on that statement? Yeah, I think that our younger, those are our millennials, right, are starting to recognize that they don't want to age like their parents have aged, right? Or their grandparents have aged. And if you know that we have to, you know, the sooner we start taking care of ourselves, balancing our hormones, decreasing inflammation, the better. And actually, you know, I have daughters from age 13 to 33. And the biggest thing is they're like, okay, you know, we think that your generation ruined it for our generation. You know, the toxins, the endocrine disruptors, the hormone disruptors, blah, blah, blah. And I Well, first of all, I'm not taking blame for that, but I am choosing where I put my consumer dollars and educating women that we don't have to adhere to the common trend of what media and marketing is telling us, especially as women, that we need to do with or for or on our bodies. Yeah, completely. I'm so happy that you touched on the toxin piece. Somebody listening might be like, what do toxins have to do with aging? What, like, I thought we were talking about menopause and aging. What does toxins and putting stuff on our bodies have to do with any of this? Oh my gosh. They're all hormone disruptors. And so, for example, chlorine in water, a hormone disruptor, can affect your thyroid gland as well as be an inflammatory stimulant. And I mean, it's a huge hormone disruptor, can cause hair loss and premature aging, all of those good things. And then phthalates, parabens, PCBs, BPAs, I mean, all these initials, right? Because we can't spell, we can't say the words and they're in our daily life, like in our cosmetic products. And we're drinking out of a plastic bottle. It leaches into the water like phthalates. And we know those are endocrine disruptors. They affect us from everything from fertility to joint disease to aging to cancer. And so we're seeing in medicine, younger and younger people with cancers. And that is a disease of premature aging. All of that that is affected by these hormone disruptors. And oh, you know, what's really important that we clean up our diet. And I want to touch on this because I'm really passionate about this subject. And of course, I'm deviating from my book, Menopause and Food as Medicine, to a degree. But in my work in looking at hormone disruption, helping women, you know, create bodies that are inhospitable to cancer that are as young in their 50s as they are in their 30s, right? Strong, healthy, radiant. 
And in this research and also, you know, being a scientist, one of the things that I've found is, of course, on endocrine disruption is the hormone DES, diethylstilbestrol, and that was administered to women in 1948 through 1971 to approximately 5 to 10 million women. And I don't know why I can't get a straight answer. 5 to 10 million is a pretty wide range, but that's what the literature says. And this was promoted. Magazine ads, Leanne, were put out. Physicians were told that this is something you should give every woman. Every woman needs this to have a healthy pregnancy. DES was promoted in that way. And so if you're a mom, and you're thinking, oh my God, I'm pregnant and I'm afraid, you know, like to have a, you know, preterm labor or, or miscarriage, you were pressured into taking DES. I mean, even in, with no history, it was given out and, you know, that was pushed by Big Pharma. It was FDA approved, which is even worse. And what happened is eight-year-old, nine-year-old girls started showing up with vaginal cancers, boys with undescended testes, and the trouble didn't stop there. So it was taken off the market. It took till 1971 to be pulled off the market. I mean, seriously, if they had second or third generation rat studies or mice studies, they would have found that out in the first two or three months. So that doesn't only contribute to those cancers, but women and many people don't even know they were exposed to this, but it affects the second generation, the third generation. So that woman who took DES, her babies had that risk, male and female, of infertility, increased risk of cancer, vaginal cancers, I mean, terrible cancers. And um, not that any cancer is a good one, but, you know, just horrendous. And then to the third generation, those children's children also increased risk of infertility, endocrine disruptors, gender identity confusion through the third generation. So who knows how long that's going to continue? And that's just one, that's just one hormone disruptor, one toxin. And it's, you know, it's still used in our animal industry, livestock. So I don't know where that manure goes. And if that gets into the, if there's still evidence of that in the food chain or not. But this is where it becomes so important to treat our body as the temple of our spirit, more so than the temple, the cathedral of our spirit, that everything that we put in it to the best of our ability is the highest quality, the cleanest, the, you know, we're recognizing that we're nourishing our body, not just for our generation, but for generations to come. So I just felt I needed to talk about that, Leanne. I don't know. We got off on a tangent. In these crazy times we're in, stress and anxiety are at an all-time high. You know, I wonder if everyone in every generation has said that. While there are many great natural supplements to support anxiety and stress, the one that's helped me the most is CBD oil. CBD has tons of other benefits as well, such as sleep support, clearing acne, reducing inflammation, and so much more. By now, everyone's heard of CBD oil. While some people swear by it, other people have not seen the results that they were hoping for, and this bums me out big time. That's where Eaton Hemp comes in. Their unfiltered USDA certified organic full spectrum CBD oil is minimally processed and infused in their own hemp seed oil, giving you the full entourage effect, maximum absorption, potency, effectiveness, which means results. Whether you place the tincture under your tongue or use the salve on sore muscles, that's my personal favorite, CBD can and 
and should work for you. And if it's not, you're not using the right product. Not only does Eaton provide one of the cleanest CBD products on the market today, but they pride themselves on transparency. Eaton Hemp is farmer owned and strongly believes in whole plant nutrition. That's why they leave the CBD unfiltered so all the elements of the hemp plant can work in unison. Eaton Hemp is so confident in the results that their CBD will give you that they offer a full 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't satisfied with their product, they're going to refund you with no questions asked. As a special podcast-only offer, you can save 25% on all Eaton Hemp products and still get your full money-back guarantee. Head on over to eatonhemp.com slash keto diet. Use a code keto diet at checkout. Again, that's eatonhemp.com slash keto diet and use the code keto diet for 25% off. Completely. That soapbox, it is so great to jump up on and just share what you need to. And it's always perfect timing. I'm going to include in the show notes the DES case study. And then also with toxins, I was actually reading a paper this morning of about leptin resistance being triggered by toxins. And so you have these women who are trying to lose weight and they're doing all the right things, they think. And if you just have a toxin burden, like what Dr. Anna was just talking about, it can actually cause leptin resistance. And so it's just so I'll include that paper too, because that was a really, really good one and written in a way that's not too overly complicated, because some of them can be a little bit tricky with all the words. But that's a really, really good one. And it's so true, we need to be cognizant of not just what we're putting in our bodies, but also what we're putting on them and our environment. And this is an up and coming conversation, I think it's just building momentum here over the last couple of years. You know, and leptin resistance is something that's interesting because I think it's a sign of our time. So leptin, the hormone of satiety, right? That makes me feel satisfied. Just makes me think of the Hamilton musical because there's a song, I will never be satisfied, right? I will never be satisfied. There's that song that Hamilton sings. It's so funny. But I think about our, our generation, like, are we satisfied? You know, if you're listening to this, you know, are you satisfied with where you are in life, with how your body is, with, you know, your finances, with your relationship? Like, can we be satisfied? And if so, like, that's an internal dial, right? An internal dial, just like our happiness. It is independent of external factors if we're aware of that. So that kind of is interesting how leptin resistance is so much more common now. And it's certainly plaguing us in in menopause and beyond, but also younger men and women. And it's that satiety hormone, that blockage. So I think with how our hormones, our physiology affects behavior, our behavior can affect our physiology. So I'm just bringing this up as a curiosity. Can we just be more satisfied and that might create more uh, leptin sensitivity? That's brilliant. I'd never thought of the two interacting with one another, both backwards and forwards to our environment affecting the flip side of that. That's just brilliant. I'd never thought of it that way. It's something that I'm personally experiencing in this season of life, just learning how to be satisfied because I'm always like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? I mean, even at the beginning of the podcast, where's Leanne? Not sure. You know, like, because I'm always moving on to the next thing. And there's something so beautiful in just, yeah, that satisfaction. 
Yeah, I agree. And I've been at that point too. Like my theme for last year was just to be satisfied, be satisfied. Like I don't have to strive for the next thing, be satisfied with where I'm at and just let the magic happen, right? Let the magic happen. Keep taking the next right step, but be satisfied. Okay. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff can be quite challenging for somebody who's impatient. So it's been super fun this year to kind of just be satisfied with all the things things, all the things. So, okay. So you just finished writing a new book. Can you tell us kind of about your books and where this book fits into your other books and kind of what you hope to achieve with this one? Yeah. And, and I love that we've, we've talked about each of my books on your podcast and I started out with my book, The Hormone Fix. And I always say it takes more than hormones to fix your hormones. And that's where I introduced the Keto Green Plan, my healthy ketogenic diet with good alkalinizing vegetables, right? And and power foods and herbs and spices, which we know from the work of of Dr. Johnson and also Dr. Perlmutter, that a high keto diet, a high purine diet increases uric acid, which affects your metabolism long-term. And again, women are more sensitive, so can often explain why all of a sudden they start gaining weight or they hit that plateau. So that alkalinizing, the more alkaline your urine is, the more you're pushing out uric acid. So I found that really beautiful. So the concepts are really grounded with intermittent fasting. And so with the hormone fix, I wrote that, and then I came out with Keto Green 16, pushing us to 16 hours of intermittent fasting. And you know, it's really trying to reduce the amount of shopping you have to do. So decreasing, being real creative with 16 different foods to make a 16 day menu plan to make it easy for us to shop and use in our life. So that I wrote that book. And then as I know, like, you know, we hit a plateau. It's like the same thing. If you're exercising, doing the same exercise every day, you have to change things up. You have to have some cross training or muscle confusion. And I found that to be true with our diet too. If we're doing the same thing every day, we have to change things up. And so with menu pause, this is why I was so excited to write this book because first of all, I love the title. It makes me laugh every time I say it. And truthfully, there are magic in the pauses. And menopause is a time that we we do need to pause, reflect what serves us, what doesn't serve us. So with menopause, I created five different food plans that each pause something different. So still very much following some of the keto green components. But for example, I have a keto green extreme plan that is autoimmune paleo compliant. So really taking out the nightshades and peppers. And then I have more of a carnivore plan. And then I have a plant-based plan. Each one addresses something different. Like, you know, the more diversity, having a plant-based plan in there is crucial because that helps support the gut microbiome. And each plan is only six days. So it's doable, you know, to have those two cycles of 72 hours each, which is the amount of time our gastrointestinal mucosa requires to re-epithelialize, to regenerate. So that's 72 hours, so two cycles of that. So hence the six days. And, you know, we can do anything for six days. So that's the, the purpose behind this was to break through plateaus when what we're doing, we can get stuck in our ways and also to bring in some fun foods and recipes, medicinal 
medicinal foods from around the world. So I incorporate my love and, and your love of travel and my nature as a gourmand or a foodie to really incorporate some delicious ethnic meals as well to spice things up, no pun intended. That's awesome. And I definitely, I know when I wrote the keto diet, it was the same thing, like switch things up. I think the problem that we have is, and I'm so guilty of this. I've done it so many times. If this thing works, more of this thing is even better. And I know all of us are raising our hands like me, me, me. I've done that. I've done that. Like you think if I just, if this thing is good, then more of this thing is going to be even better. If I reduce my calories to 1200, if I reduce them to 800, I'll get there even quicker. Like, we do this. And so what I hear you saying, is it correct? So you have the keto green extreme, the plant-based one, the carbohydrate pause, the green cleanse and carbohydrate modification. Are you rotating these five plans? So like one week you're doing one and the next week you're doing the other. How do you put it all together? Yeah, definitely. I put it in an order that I think is, is general, is good, but I did create a menu pause quiz so that you can take the quiz and say, okay, well, maybe the best one for me to start right now is, you know, the plant-based one or the, the cleanse or the carnivore, you know? So I do, I did create that quiz, but I think that too, just in, in, you know, really reducing inflammation, changing things up, feeding the microbiome, you know, the foods to nourish and balance your hormones, there's a place for all of them. So one of the things that we're going to do, because, you know, with anything, we're better in community, right? And we are just better in community. So in my girlfriend, Dr. Club, we'll be running through each of these six-day plans and in my Keto Green community. So we'll be running through these plans and experiencing how does each work for us? What do we notice? What's different? And whatever we're doing, it's great to have an interruption, you know? And, and so these are designed to be disruptors and to help you discover yeah. Yeah. Really that shaking things up is what I'm hearing. And is it because you want somebody like for those women listening, is it because they might be experiencing a weight loss plateau? Is that who may have a sign that they need to shake things up? Yeah. Weight loss plateau or, or aches and pains or hot flashes or mood swings or difficulty sleeping. It can be a different a food sensitivity, a digestive issue, you know, a hormone imbalance issue. So figuring out, you know, like, for example, Keto Green Extreme, it follows the autoimmune protocol. So it's no nightshades, no peppers. And sometimes if we're hitting a plateau, it might be that we need to take a pause in those foods. And then sometimes we just need gut rest. So a six-day cleanse, the super cleanse, is great super healing. And I mean, I think I do that you know, especially if I'm going to be public speaking, you know, in, in person, cameras here do so do so good for me. But when, you know, in person to clear up my skin, if I want to really clear up my skin and, and decrease some, eliminate toxic waste, I'm going to do the cleanse, the six day cleanse. So you can incorporate, rotate them through or just every, you know, you know, pepper them into your, your life, but really to help you experience some other things, other foods, and maybe other plants. Cause I know for me, I got 
so stuck in, in keto green for a long time. And then I was like, okay, I did carnivore. And then I started, you know, hitting a plateau and then gaining weight back. And so there's these brief interruptions to change things up. And I think that's where the magic is. So I'm imagining that there's a woman listening right now, maybe a couple of them, <laughs> think, getting very nervous at the idea of changing stuff. I know. And especially if you eat chicken salad every day, I'm taking that away from you. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's nerve wracking. I mean, I've met so many women I can't even count. And I've been one of them in the past of just like, no, 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 no. Like I have my way of doing it and it may not be working, but I know it's not like totally not working. And I, I'm really nervous about that. Yeah. I'm afraid to try something. And so like just trying something different for six days, say for example, the carb up plan, like that is, and I've been doing this in my group. So there's, you know, people that have been following my keto green plans for a long time. So I'm like, okay, we need to do a carb up week. And this is like some sweet potatoes, some healthy chickpeas, some good, good, healthy stuff, still, you know, balanced fat and, and protein. But, you know, then they go back to keto green and they drop some more weight. They feel better. They're sleeping better. So we need to feed our neurotransmitters. So we have to change. So I know like we get into our comfort zone. And that's why I joke about chicken salad because, you know, it's such a common diet food that probably because of alpha, you know, uh, linoleic acid, it's probably more detrimental to our metabolism than other, you know, other meat sources. But it is one of those common, okay, I'm eating healthy. So I'm eating this chicken salad. So convert that to a tabbouleh salad made with, instead of using cracked wheat or bulgur wheat, or even cauliflower rice, I'm using broccoli sprouts chopped up to give it that flavor and the good parsley and different flavors to change it up. But it's, it's changing up to create that diversity to heal your gut microbiome, which if we don't, it's just like with muscle confusion, right? If we don't change things up, they get lazy. They get lazy and less diverse. So I have found that as soon as we do a little shift, you can go back to what you love and what you do, but maybe, you know, let's, let's just take a hiatus. Let's just take this break and see what you learn about your body and yourself and how you feel and your energy levels. And it's a reboot and it's only six days. I'm going to get you out of that routine for six days. A while back, we received a question on the podcast about keto bars and how easy it is to eat two, three, or four bars in one sitting. Now, I've thought a lot about this like for quite a while, and I too struggled with it to the point where I couldn't have keto bars in the house because I would eat far too many in place of preparing like a proper balanced keto meal. There's some days where a take along with you bar is convenient and at times absolutely necessary. So I started looking for an alternative, something more balanced and a bar that would deliver nutrients, not just a balance of macros where my body would be satiated by one and not in search of more and more and more. Like I think one time I had six keto bars in one sitting and I didn't feel so good after. And then I found that very bar. So here are the ingredients in the new bar that I'm now eating only one of at, at each sitting. Organic cashew butter, organic tapioca fiber syrup, 100% grass-fed bone broth protein, organic dried apples, organic dates, organic pumpkin seeds, organic superfood blend, which includes organic kale, organic broccoli, organic spinach, organic acerola, 
organic wild blueberry, organic spirulina, organic ginger, organic turmeric, organic sunflower lecithin, organic cinnamon, organic flavors, Himalayan pink sea salt, organic rosemary extract, and monk fruit extract. Now this is made with certified organic, if you didn't catch that, organic, <laughs> antioxidant-rich superfoods, cold-pressed, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, non-GMO, contains healthy proteins, fats, and vital nutrients, no added sugars, artificial sweeteners, or sugar alcohols. It's very low in natural sugars at four grams or less, depending on the flavor, and it's whole food-based. Now, this bar is from Paleo Valley. They call it the superfood bar, and I'm happy to report I eat one, and I'm satiated, and I move on. No more bar binges. Now, this is huge, 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 huge for me. Head on over to paleovalley.com, load up your cart with superfood bars and whatever else you find that tickles your fancy, enter the code KETO at checkout and receive 15% off your first order. Again, that's paleovalley.com and use the code KETO for 15% off your first order. I was totally expecting you to say tabbouleh with cauliflower and then you threw in broccoli sprouts and I was like, pardon me? What did you just Isn't say? Isn't that great? That's brilliant. It's so brilliant. I was making tabbouleh because it's one of my, you know, I'm Middle Eastern descent. So I love tabbouleh. And then I was doing cauliflower rice to take out the one. I was like, oh, and I didn't have any, but I had broccoli sprouts. So I chopped those up. It's better than cauliflower rice for a thousand percent better. So good. And then you add in the extra dim, right? methane, So you can support your estrogen detoxification. So it's even more hormone balancing. And parsley is such a good methylator. It's a natural diuretic. It's, you know, there's so many good medicinal qualities to parsley in and of itself. I mean, the tabbouleh recipe I created in here, it's, you'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah. Parsley especially is so important for kidney support. And since we were talking about toxicity and all that, making sure that you are supporting your kidneys while doing different sorts of programs where you're going to have natural detoxification is really important to support those kidneys. So I really enjoy adding parsley all over the place. <laughs> yes, I'm with you. It's such a superfood. It really is. And so you mentioned, and I do the exact same thing. If I know I'm going to be on camera or at a special event, Event, I do more of an AIP thing. I remove nightshades, all spicy things, chocolate, just everything that could potentially cause even just a little bit of inflammation. So I'm glad you touched on that of just understanding that there's periods of time where you can ebb and flow with certain things going on. And I think so many of us don't understand that that's an option. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where, you know, that's where it, it just helps to take a step back. And for, certainly for me, and just working, working with clients, right, and working virtually and watching the progression as, as I age, or past menopause, and as you know, my clients deal with different issues, physical health, or whatever, there's just little, little changes it doesn't have to be much, but knowing that food is medicine, and not just about what we and in menu pause, I, I certainly bring in medicinal foods from around the world and beautiful recipes, but I also have the chapter of the other things that we need to pause <laughs> in our life, like pausing negative thoughts, pause what no longer serves you. And as we age, and certainly in our 40s, 50, we know our tolerance level is different. And we certainly don't want to put up with any that we're giving ourselves. And I find that one of the biggest things is our own 
own negative self-talk and getting that nasty bitch off your shoulder is crucial to good health and longevity and relationships because we, you know, I mean, it's true. The energy that we bring into a room is our responsibility. So positivity, magnetism, sexiness, I mean, just that vitality for life. We bring that with us into our room. We have better, healthier relationships. Mm, completely. And you mentioned just a while ago, and I don't think we touched on it well enough, and somebody might have a question on this, something about the cells and the 72-hour rate that it takes. Did you say the gut cells 72 hours to adjust? What was that bit that you were saying? The mucosal lining takes 72 hours. So your intestinal mucosa takes 72 hours to regenerate. That's why a three, even a three-day, 72-hour bone broth fast is so good for your skin, collagen, et cetera. It's just game-changing. Six days, even better. And so, you know, so that's why I did two 72-hour cycles, so six-day plans, two three-day plans, essentially, in my program because I want to really get that turnover and changing like on a daily basis we're turning over cells we're regenerating cells so we want to create healthy you know just healthy healthy cell membranes healthy connection and certainly the gut lining i would say healthy digestion for a glowing complexion right? It's beauty from the inside out. And so our skin is a reflection of what's happening on the inside. So for having adult acne, and I see that with menopausal acne, and I see, you know, skin disorders like lichen sclerosis, which is a vulvar, you know, especially on the vulvar, vulvar skin disorder. And I see eczema and psoriasis, and we have to heal the gut to get those skin conditions better. It doesn't take long, which is really nice. That's wonderful. Yeah, I still have little flares, you know, as I'm dealing with more root cause stuff. If I touch on something, <laughs> there goes my skin, like it just, poof, it just in uh, within hours, not even. In fact, um, we had some friends over and they brought something that has nightshades and I'm working through some mast cell activation stuff right now. And it had the smallest little bit of nightshades and within 30 minutes, boom, there goes the zit. I'm like, okay, yep. There was definitely nightshades in here. Thanks, guys. (laughs) You know, so yeah, the body reacts so incredibly quickly, which I think a lot of us feel like maybe that's a curse, but in so many ways, it's a blessing because we know what's off and we can adjust quicker, which ultimately is better for us in the long term. Would you agree? Yeah. And Leanne, this brings up an interesting point, a really important point, because we do often end up doing the same things all the time. And especially like, you know, many foods, not you, but many foods like that have an endocrine disruptors, glyphosate exposure. I mean, it creates a rub on our intestinal lining. It creates erosion. It creates breakdown. It creates acidity. It's problematic. But when we're doing the same thing all the time, our body's less able to tolerate the diversity of a healthy diet. And I've seen that time and time again, where that's why there is a carnivore program in here. There is a plant-based program in here. But the, the goal is the diversity to be able to handle, digest, you know, be resilient to whatever your body may become exposed to. So we're not triggered with those histamine reactions. So I think it's, it's calming things down, reintroducing, cycling things back in, bigger, you know, that, that play, it's really important. Getting your body to produce the digestive enzymes it needs 
needs to do to to respond appropriately when we do have something that doesn't it's not good for us that our body reacts to completely that resiliency is something i've really focused on over the last 12 months and just really like i want to be able to have i don't know some random food and not have a crazy reaction and i agree with you i think in fact months ago i posted on instagram just a picture of me eating a banana with honey on it and i was like a year ago i couldn't do this it would knock me down so hard i couldn't do it or you know we'll go out for we don't do sushi because fish and yeah, just don't do that anymore. But I can have grains. And if I want to do a carnivore day, I can do that. And to have that resiliency, I think there's a train of thought around, why are you eating grains? They're so bad for your gut. And no, I want to be bulletproof. I want to be able to have the grain and not have a reaction. Would you agree? Right. And healthy grains, right? We would choose our grains wisely. And I think that's a really important thing because like rice isn't terrible for us. I mean, but if it is, if we're high glycemic, and we have blood sugar issues and we're not resilient, right? If we're not insulin sensitive, then there's a problem. So in my carb up plan, I added sweet potatoes. I added some, you know, healthy, you know, uh, grains and just to try a couple different things, but to carb up, to give your body that insulin response. If we're restricted so much, then we, again, we'll get lazy islet cells of the pancreas. And that's not, not a good thing either. We want that flexibility. And the other thing too, is sex hormone binding globulin. You know me, we want to keep that at healthy levels, not too high, not too low. And our certainly our insulin response is tied into that too. So it ties into our hormones. And because there's no one size fits all and nor one season, that should be our season forever. So God created seasons for a reason. So I believe this changing things up, certainly in our diet, in our lifestyle, in our exercise routine, there are seasons for a reason. And I think that's the one thing in my 30 years of being in medicine that I've recognized very humbly, there's not one size fits all. Mm -hmm, completely. And so we've talked a lot about diet and how that translates with seasons. Would you say that movement and also supplementation should rotate depending on what season you're in? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, supplement holidays, hormone holidays, drug holidays, things like that. Definitely the activity that you're doing and listening to your body. Don't just do it because it's on your to-do list. To really listen to your body, Deborah Atkinson, I don't know if you know her, but she's amazing. She has Flipping 50 TV. She works with, she's an athletic trainer for women over 50. And so she's been harping on me for a year, literally, to do just two days a week of muscle, you know, of weights, of heavy weights. Because I do like sculpt class and yoga and body weight stuff and functional exercises. But truthfully, and I know this, muscle is magic in menopause. And I got into a plateau, like, okay, I'm, I'm working out real hard, even harder, and I'm not losing weight. And I really need to just change things up. And so sometimes that was more rest days and just a couple days of weights and doing that interruption into your routine is part of the solution. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff.
Completely. I do the same thing. I think if somebody were to look at my eating plan and my movement plan and mostly my supplements, I'm shifting them out like every 30 days or so. It looks like chaos, like I'm never doing the same thing. And yeah, just going with how I feel. There are days where, especially lately, I haven't been eating a lot of animal protein, like maybe two days a week. I don't eat much animal protein, followed by mostly eating all animal protein all day and just switching it up. And yeah, if somebody were to look at it, they'd be like, this girl is totally confused, but it, this is probably, you know, I've, I've worked really hard to get to this resiliency. And I hope that comes across in the conversation we're having. Of course, you can't eat a banana and honey if you have insulin resistance. And at one point I did have that and couldn't do that. But we really, what I'm hearing you say is building up that resiliency so that you can be hit by things and not be affected and uh, not be scared of the leptins and, or the, rather the lectins in grains sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's just intelligence. And I have to tell you a funny story because my daughter, you know, she's 13, she'll be 14 this month. And she said, she came to me, she goes, mom, I just read research that a messy room is actually a sign of intelligence. <laughs> and I was like, so I was thinking while you were saying this, like, okay, your, your diet's messy, your exercise routine's messy, right? I mean, that's it. That's just, it's not routine. It's not, you know, this straight, you know, straight, strict guideline, right? And that's a sign of super intelligence, Leanne. I'm sure it applies. <laughs> Fantastic. When my husband wakes up tomorrow morning and I've decided that that's the day we're going to fast for 24 hours, I'm going to tell that it shows my intelligence. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's going to be super pleased. <laughs> so we talked about a couple like superfoods. I'm sure you have a couple more in your book. We've talked about parsley and the kidney supporting the kidney and just all of that and broccoli sprouts with the dim in it to help with estrogen. Is there anything else that you would suggest women kind of look at? Of course, mixing it up. I think that that's been very clear through today's episode, but even just like with regular foods, they might not be thinking of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the big things is, you know, certainly with food, it's looking at our cruciferous vegetables, but the importance I always find very necessary to emphasize the importance of healthy fats. Because, you know, in the 80s, I was in high school and college and the low fat movement was full force and that really disrupted our hormones. So to make sure we're getting enough healthy fats, that's really important. And if you're thinking like with the combinations of food that I have, I really try to focus on a healthy salt, a high quality fat and some citrus or lemon or something acidic, an acid. And that combination brings flavor to your food and makes it more enjoyable and satisfying. I wonder if that combination doesn't help with leptin resistance too. I'd be curious. And then, so that's it, but also superfoods. And, you know, I talk about this in my book, but maca and my Mighty Maca Plus supplement, the combination of superfoods to help the adrenal glands, because, you know, we're so burnt out. We're, you know, exhausted, we're stressed, and supporting the adrenal glands in this way is, you know, we need to supplement. And it's more important to support your adrenals to make its own DHEA than it is to take DHEA. So we always are take hormones. We want to look at empowering our body to make more of what it needs. And that's even true 
well post-menopause, while I'm an advocate for bioidentical hormones, especially bioidentical progesterone and using DHEA post-menopause, empowering our body and empowering our organs to keep that line of communication open and balanced, it's critical to longevity and healthy aging. And so that we can, you know, we can have the quality of life that we've worked so hard for. Do you want me to share a recipe in here? I should give you the tabbouleh recipe. Sure. Share away. Please, please do. Here's my tabbouleh recipe. For those of you that getting the book, it's on page 182. Go to that right away. So (laughs) menu pause. So it has two cups of broccoli sprouts, one cup of chopped cucumber, three quarter cup of chopped cherry tomatoes, four scallions, white and the green parts, thinly sliced, a third of a cup fresh mint. Mint is so good for you too. Talk about digestion. Really does help with your digestive enzymes. Two cups packed chopped parsley. You can do more if you want. And then for the dressing, four cloves of garlic mashed, juice of one lemon or more if needed. So like a quarter cup of lemon juice, a half teaspoon of sea salt and a quarter to a half cup of extra virgin olive oil. Blend that up. I love to use my Nutribullet to blend up the dressing and then just pour it over your salad. And I like to let it sit, you know, certainly sit for a couple hours before you serve it. You can definitely serve it right away, but tabbouleh is always better the next day. The oils get into the leaves and it's just so amazing. So yeah, bon appetit. I grow broccoli sprouts and I always have so many of them and it just gets boring eating them the same way. So I'm completely 100% going to make this. Thank you so much. Oh, you're going (laughs) to love it. Send me a picture. Tag me at the girlfriend doctor on Instagram. I love this. Dr. Anna, where can people find more from you, your books and connect with you? Definitely on Instagram at the girlfriend doctor to connect with me socially. And I'm there way too much because that's where I keep an eye on my daughters. And also at dranna.com. And my book is available everywhere books are sold. We've got a bunch of book bonuses for you. We have extra bonus recipes, the menu pause quiz, and just some really good stuff. So I encourage you to pre-order, share, and, and then definitely post and tag me when you get the book and you're making any and how you're feeling. I'm here to help you along the journey. So thanks for having me. Oh, of course. You're welcome back anytime as always. Open invitation for Dr. Anna, you guys. I will show, I will add rather links that Dr. Anna just mentioned in the show notes today. So if you can't find that stuff and you're confused, just go to the show notes and it'll all be there with all the links and things. Dr. Anna, thanks so much for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Wonderful. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. You can check out Dr. Anna by going to dranna.com slash menu pause. Check out her new book and be sure to follow her on Instagram. And we will see you back here for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast happening on Tuesday. I hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you back here next week. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. 
The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. So-